Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 264. 264! Give it to me some more! Give it to me some more! That's what we do here, right? That's what we do here. Nick is back on yeah, the podcast. great. After a week of absence and yes. filling your place, uh, yes. you are back on the podcast. Kind of half expected him to be here again. He seemed like he really wanted to be doing these podcasts. I don't know. I, I guess he decided he just didn't want to... I don't know, he didn't mention anything, so he didn't... Uh, well, Patrick... Maybe the, we needed to invite him every week. Patrick, this is the open invitation. I figured the open invite was always there. I mean, yeah, it is, right? Because, like, come on, man. Right, but if he felt like he uh, he, he he this wasn't his place this maybe, week... Maybe he's doing what losers do. He's at home, like, watching Star Trek. Some, yeah. Something stupid. Yeah, maybe something stupid like Star Trek. Yeah. But what we watch on this podcast is not stuff, stupid stuff. Ah, not, maybe that's why he decided not to come back. Not watch stuff. Maybe Star he knows Trek. what we're watching this week, and that's why he didn't want to come back. He does know, but I don't think that's the reason. Okay. Uh, so this is the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesome movie bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed at the end of every episode so you, too, can join in on the madness. So make sure you listen at the end of every episode. You can follow us on social media, at Breakdown. Check us out on the gram, on the book. Email bmbpodcast at gmail.com. If you have uh, suggestions for movies or movies you made and you want us to watch, send them there. So, yeah. All that good shit. This intro's different. Normally we watch the film, and then we introduce it beforehand. Right. This was uh, this was given away last week that we watched the film first. I'm sure it's given away before, but there was a there was a point we, we forgot to mention while while discussing the movie last week. Yeah, like what? And then we discussed it in the opening. Well, that's how things work. Right. Yeah. So we don't have that little buffer or redemption no. arc here. There's no redeeming this right now. No, there's no redeeming this. So before we get to the before we the, the point is the intro usually I've I've watched the we watched the movie we know what it is I have since missed a week and now I'm gonna I get to have I get to be thrown into Mysteryville. That's right. Yeah, a town. I'm pretty sure I'm not a fan of. You're gonna be you're gonna be the biggest fan. You found Munchie Three, didn't you? No, I, that doesn't exist. You and Pat filmed Munchie Three. We filmed Munchie Three, and now I have to watch and it, and it's four hours long. God. Pat plays Munchie. Obviously, right. <laughs> Did you just draw a face on his butt and he walked around? No, we like bought a Munchie mask. Those, they don't make those. We bought it from Roger Corman. <laughs> He's selling it for like pennies. Just say like two cents? Yeah. A silver dollar? But well, before we get to the movie and uh, the mystery is revealed for you. What? Don't you have any plugs? You can follow a. Uh, Another program I'm a part of called Weird and Feared, where we talk about monsters, madness, and mayhem, and a lot of spooky stuff. Pretty pleased with that, because we talk about spirits and or cryptids and or the angelic host. Heaven. Nice. Angels have power. And what happens to angel when angels fall? Become demons. Interesting. Interesting. If you think any of those things are cool, listen to the podcast. If you don't... I feel, don't. I, feel, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> sorry. I feel sorry for you because you don't like cool things in your life. It's true. You should like cool things. Like, why don't you like cool things? That person's probably like, I like reading the Wall Street Journal. How's my stocks doing? Boring. That sounds very boring. Right. I mean, you're making a lot of money. It's cool, but like if boring. You are. Right. So the only stocks you should invest in are stocks that are spooky. 
Spooky stocks. Spooky stocks. All right, I'm all I'm all for spooky stocks, yeah. and I'm all for this week's movie. I don't like this. You're too happy. You're too giddy. <laughs> I'm Corey. This is funny. I don't know what we're doing here. You're too excited it, about this. It, it could be one day like a cult classic, because I'm sure it has like mo. It could be one of those like, I don't even. I I've never seen it, so I don't know. I just here I, I just am. feel like. The here, essence of it could be like this cult classic one. Day. Here I am recovering from a cold, which I suffered like immediately after we recorded our podcast. With the last podcast I was here for, maybe Pat had janitor germs on him. He could have because I was so sick. But I, I didn't get sick, and nobody in this house got sick. So. I was so sick I couldn't even go to Thanksgiving the next day. Oh my goodness! Yeah, how cool was that? Thanks, Pat. <laughs> you ruined my Thanksgiving. Unless you did, you eat like fast food, and maybe like a fast food worker like coughed on your like. No, I no, I didn't. I just quesarito or something. I was just hallucinating. I thought I was walking by people in the kitchen that weren't home yet. Oh my goodness! I mean, it was not fun. It's like some Stranger Things shit. It was, but so the point is, I was missing my good friend Corey. Oh, I get to see him today. Cool. And then he's very excited, and I know what that means when he wants to show me something. Okay, so here we go. Here I saw, we are. I've never seen this either. It's here not, we are. I can't. I can't vouch for this movie. Yeah, that's even more concerning. Because it's, it's I've never one, seen it. It's probably one of your Barbarian Rape movies you no, like so No, there's much. no Christmas Barbarian Rape movies. <laughs> that means you looked? And that means there should be. That means... Well, I'm not going to... I don't sign off on that. It needs to be a uh, Christmas Barbarian movie. But Sisterhood Christmas. It could be for that. Sisterhood was a good Barbarian flick. It was. It's true. There was not a lot of the uh, sexual assault in that one, I don't no, think. No, just a small amount. I said not a lot. Right. right. Got okay. So for Christmas, maybe there'll be none. But this week on the podcast, we're going to watch Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Oh, I'm on board. That's good. I was hoping, when you said Kirk Cameron, I was hoping we we're going to get in like God's Not Dead territory. This is close enough. No, it's close enough. It's, it's, we, it's, it's close enough to that God's Not Dead, but not quite, because he, he, I don't think he's a part of those. But. And also, I'm, I, because uh, the last episode of Weird and Fear I did was, I mean, it's, I go through the angel bureaucracy, spoiler alert, but it'll be out. I don't know. This might even come out in tandem. The point is, I was obsessing with angels. So now I get to talk about what this maniac believes about God and who knows what. Yeah, so this week we're putting, we're, we're hanging out with Kirk Cameron, putting the Christ back in Christmas. Is he just like finding people who've written X and like whiting it out and putting Christ to put the Christ back in I Christmas? I don't know how absurd this movie is. I looked at the cast list to see if, uh, you know, I saw his one of his sisters is in it, not Candace Cameron. Of a full house fame. Yeah, it's a shame. I think she kind of keeps her distance from him. Uh, As anyone should. <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, you know, off the heels of Left Behind and Fireproof. Is that and, the time frame when it was made? Uh, no, this was kinda came out a couple years ago. All right. So, so cool. He's, he's had time to let his beliefs coalesce into something probably far more logical. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the poster for the movie looks just like Last Action Hero. I, I immediately like right. I was like that looks like Last Action Hero. So yeah, this week on the podcast, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Save me. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. So we've experienced Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, or it's it's on Hulu and Amazon. It just says Saving Christmas, but the it's also 
A lot of the posters say Kirk Cameron's yeah. catastrophe ass saving Christmas. Yeah, it's just c- comparable to Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah. It's Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. <laughs> this yeah. is his new nightmare? Well, what or is, is our new nightmare? I mean, this is just a man who wrote a thesis paper and decided to film little vignettes in between through the, and, and this, the, um, the, uh, I was just, the, um, um, the world we get to experience his vision is just the inside of his brother-in-law's SUV as he's sad about things that don't make any sense. What if we invented a straw man and a whole movie that tells you why the straw man is bad when the straw man doesn't exist? All the complaints why Christian doesn't like Christmas are just... Nobody thinks these things. I mean, I know I don't know what everyone thinks on the planet. Well, there are some people that do think some of the things. Which things? Like the materialistic aspects. So some of of his views, people do think. Some other things, I don't think people are, like, so upset about Christmas trees. Uh, They might be upset about Christmas trees from a materialistic standpoint, but maybe they're not upset because they don't understand why we have them. Corey, <laughs> that's why hot he chocolate. A, hot chocolate is bad because of the druids. Right, and those Christmas trees could be too. But there's a whole, you know, God had trees on Earth, and then he had trees in his house. He had a house, mm-hmm. and he put trees in it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's lights, and there's also and he, a tree in the garden. And God had lights. Uh-huh. Um, Christmas lights. You know, he had lighting, electricity. And he put lights on his tree and fruits. And uh, so yes. that's why we... And then that's one reason why we have Christmas trees. The other reason we have Christmas trees, it's 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 an analogy for the cross that Jesus was on. God, how could... How, that couldn't the, have been more morbid. Those are the two reasons why we have Christmas trees. There's a tree right behind you. Well, the first... Tree, and that's all I can think well, about Because what happened was the first... Adam plucked the apple from the tree. Well, that's the other reason, too. Oh, we're going to get into it now. So there's Adam, three reasons why Adam, we have Christmas Adam, trees. Adam plucked the apple from the tree that was stolen property from the Lord. Adam ate it, so the stolen property went into his body. Now, when you steal something and you want to repent, what you have to do is you have to return the stolen item. But you could not return the stolen item because it was inside Adam's belly. I thought he was going to say, and then you have to have Adam throw up on the tree. Or he takes a shit on the tree. Yeah, and then I was like, oh my God. Is like he, so Adam has to hang the Adam has to return the apple to the tree. So is Adam gonna hang himself? Right. So my first thought was pretty fucked up to begin with because that's my mind. But oh no no, because Adam was the first Adam, and then the last Adam was Jesus. So to return the stolen item, the apple that Adam had taken from the tree, Jesus had to hang himself up on a tree, which is the cross. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? Wow. And even watching, I'm like, I get the the God logic behind this, but holy shit, this is our story? What? Right, but it's just funny that it went into, like, three different reasons. There was, no, there was never, like... One of my favorite... There was never a concise reason until that last reason that you just explained, almost word for word, uh, from yes. the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> when I was quiet, when you were making jokes, I thought they were funny, but I was making sure I got it in my head. <laughs> I wanted this. I wanted all these details in here because I'm like, oh yeah. My favorite part is when he. Like, I get a lot of favorite parts, but my one favorite part was when he talks about basically Christmas isn't because of the winter solstice and explains all the reasons why the winter solstice and Christmas have nothing to do with each other. Like they're totally different. Right. And then he decides to drop. Then this, so like, okay, I get your argument, but God created the winter solstice, so, so it, it is all about the winter so solstice. So like, what are you doing? 
Well, pick that, a lane. Well, because God created it. That's when we sell. Why we celebrate Jesus' birthday well, in December. Part of the straw man is like Jesus wasn't even born in December. I'm like, you know what? Jesus was also born in the desert. <laughs> How many evergreens do you see in the desert? And then he was like, well, when was he born? And then he just goes, ah, ah, ah. And then it's, but it wasn't cold. We put we have the tree for the pagans. And then Kirk's like to his brother-in-law Christian, who is just very down. He's just he's a guy who just has emotional problems. He's yeah. he's been up out of shape. Like he's it's almost like when you get into a fight with like a loved one and you list the reasons why you're mad at them. Those the reason you're mad at them is not that it's a deeper issue. Well, the Christian, Christian's got deeper issues here. The Christian character is like Kirk Cameron's other half of his brain, or it's some guy he met who like. He's like, fuck this guy, I'm going to make a whole movie about why he sucks. But also, I mean, I'm, he's probably got like five inner monologues jumping around his head. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially, I mean, based on the <laughs> opening scene, the opening scene we get is a Kirk Cameron sitting by the fire. Yeah, monologue, p- preaching. It's a sermon. Right. This whole movie is a sermon. And, he, you know, he's going off about loving Christmas. He loves everything about Christmas, and especially that's... hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is mentioned so many times in this movie. Many times. Seen and mentioned. Many times. Many times. You know, he mentions the the people that are putting the big wet blanket on Christmas. Who are these people? <laughs> they don't want to celebrate Christmas in fun ways. Who? <laughs> they hate Christmas cheer. Who? It's the inside people. Who are the inside people? They say it's all bad. I was waiting for him to tell me who those people were. He never does. It's the people inside the bubble. Vague, <laughs> straw man arguments, and then I don't know what way I'm supposed to feel. By the end, I think I know. Everybody in here is, this is not my world. I mean, we do get a glimpse into who those people are, because when he says that, what are you supposed to, you know, tell me that hot chocolate's not bad for me? Well, the druids would. Yeah, what? I don't know why we're bringing druids into the talk about hot chocolate. And we never explained how were the was hot chocolate really invented by like Norwegian pagans? We didn't even talk about that. Right. He just throws all these things at you. It literally is a sermon. But like, are like, is that like a thing? That people are attacking hot chocolate. It makes maybe I, for health reasons because hot chocolate's probably not the healthiest thing. So is it good for you? Probably not. There's way worse things than hot chocolate for you. Right. It's just chocolate. Right. But who, who's so against hot chocolate? No one. Not one person on earth. The druids. No, it's only bad because of the druids. So the people are telling him because the druids invented hot chocolate, it's bad. It's but not did Christmas. Did they invent hot chocolate? No, Corey. Did they the fir- were they the first ones to heat up? Do you know there were religions that existed before Christianity came onto the scene? What? And then all of a sudden, the people who became Christians also had the traditions they had before they were Christians. What? You're like you're like her camera, and I'm like Christian. You blow my mind. It's just, and I just don't understand what's the, so let's, let's even just go with all these other traditions are in fact pagan traditions. What's wrong with Christianity just embracing them? What's wrong with that? A Christian was obsessed because where the Bible does it say Santa? Get out of here, kindergartner. Well, like Christian though, it's like we lost sight of the real story. That's what Kirk, that Kirk, Kirk Cameron said in the beginning. He said we all lost sight of the real story. Did we though? <laughs> Did we though? <laughs> and that there are there are winter solstice festivals in every civilization on earth that has ever existed. Well, but but there's one thing you fully I don't think you fully understand though. Not well, please we, educate me. Not only did we lose sight of the real story, Corey Cameron, educate me. But also that Santa is on our team. I mean, when was he not? <laughs> 
Santa's like a good guy. It's a bold statement that was made. Santa's on our team. Or how about every time I'm mean, gonna I, well, I get to that? But how, keep talking about how Santa's on our team. But how about when he's talking to Christian and he just dumps this ridiculous like interwoven thesis type thing? It's like he was, I mean, this is Kirk Cameron's episode of Weird and Feared, where he's just he just wants <laughs> he just wants to talk about this. He just wants to talk about this and like this is how I can make this yeah, work. He just wanted to talk about it. I mean, 2014 podcasts were a thing. Yeah. So like he could have just made a podcast. Right, but he, he made like a he whole a movie. Film. That is literally the movie for the most part is him sitting in the car with another guy just talking. Yeah, it's a podcast in a car. <laughs> it's a podcast, <laughs> and he's like, you have you have your other scenes where you're introduced to Kirk because you don't know who he is if you're watching the movie. Just like he a pod, himself. just like a podcast. He even has his own little introduction before the guest. He does. There's even a sponsorship. There's the. University that that religious university uh-huh. that uh, sponsored the film with the loose a very loose narrative. Just there's no narrative. They literally this is just calls calls guys with hot chocolate in a car. Yeah, I mean there is the only loose narrative is like it was that Kirk Cameron's like talking to his sister, uh, not Candace Cameron. Uh, I think her name Candace Cameron Burr, but it's not her. The, the well-known sister of Kirk Cameron. It's another sister, and uh, which is, is is actually his other their sibling. Yeah. And um, about course. her like her husband Christian, and about how he's kind of like you know down in the dumps and kind of ruining Christmas in he, a sense. He's being a jerk. How? Really? He's just in a room, kind of sulking by himself. Honestly, doing something. He's being appropriate. You know, he could be out there spewing all his, you know, negativity and thoughts on everybody at the party. It's true. Instead, he's in a room by himself, just sitting there, just kind of stewing and just kind of, you know. It's almost like his inner self realized, like, I this isn't for me. I'm just bummed out. I can't be happy right now. But I don't want to ruin everybody's happiness. So I'll remove myself from the situation. Right. That seems like a very Christian thing to do. And then he, and then he gets bombarded by, uh, I assume, family friend, uh, DeAndre. Yes. Uh, DeAndre is quite upset. Maybe Kerm and Christian might work at the same... Uh, Maybe. Wherever they work. Different floors. Maybe they work at the same place, but uh, DeAndre is quite upset about uh, Crazy Shirt Friday no longer being a thing. It was a memo <laughs> sent out. And this man goes off so hard about not being able to do Crazy Shirt Friday anymore. And what kind of and what are they they have it on the fourth floor, but I'm on the second floor, and they can't have it on the, I can't have it on the second floor. What am I supposed to go to the fourth floor? Uh-uh. I'm not going to the fourth floor. No. I know what goes on up there. I'm not going to the fourth floor. Is My it, people have been through enough. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> Starts bringing in slavery. I don't know what he's doing. And he's talking about his people, slavery, oppression, all because of Crazy T-shirt Friday being taken away. I don't know what kind of analogy he was making within the Christian not believing in Santa Claus story. Like, what was that supposed to mirror? I don't know. I have no idea. But my favorite part about the conversation happening in the car is whenever Kirk Cameron would drop knowledge on Christian and Christian would just have his mind blown and then Kirk Cameron would be like, yeah, awesome. Like, what? (laughs) It's like three or four times. He was like, yeah, Santa's awesome. He's on our team. Back to Santa being on our team. What does that mean? Like, whose team? <laughs> the team of good and justice? Yeah, that's Santa Claus. 
I knew that when I was two years old. <laughs> of all the things I could process when I was two, Santa good. Right. Santa's on everyone's team. And there's all these... Sm- Unless you're naughty. Well, then, then he's you, not on your team. Well, then you get to find out... You get to deal with some Nicene Creed origin stories where St. Nicholas just beat the shit out of this blasphemer and he was like, praised for it. And then, then the music... He beat up this, this, um, this heretic to dubstep... <laughs> There were a lot of interesting choices of music in this movie. The opening credits was a ska song. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had no problem with the animation. That was fun. Yeah, Whatever. it was fine. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, when when we first meet Christian too, aside from the DeAndre speech about Crazy T-shirt Friday, uh, Kirk Cameron kind of does like an overview like uh, speech about why Christian's so upset, and a few of the things he mentions about why he hate, he's hating on Christmas lately. Uh, there's all these perverted things associated with Christmas. And they zoom in on a candy cane. I don't know what he's using that cane for. Something more than candy. It's very weird that they zoomed in on this candy cane when talking about perverted, like, oh, this phallic item. I don't know, man. It's so weird. And then uh, another thing they mentioned that, uh, you know, why he's so upset is uh, elf worship. We don't even talk about the elf worship. I was looking forward to that. I don't really think that's a problem. Clearly, elf worship? Like I said, this is for people who live in a, a sealed world. I really wish it would have just cut to 2016 where Christian votes for Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm like, that's just the end of the movie. Like, he's on my team. Well, they all do. Yeah, right. Everybody in the movie. At, well, of of eligible age to vote. Right. I only say that because, like, is this, this evangelical or this bubble... That doesn't understand, like, Christian's confusion was over basic things. Like, just because it's not in the Bible means you can't have otherworldly experiences. He's so confused by things. How can Santa be part of this? He's not in the Bible. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure, and well, I can't say, I'm not going to say I'm sure. There are people like that that are, like, so strict to a oh, thing. Oh, of course. This is the pe- like, this is who it's for. You can't, you can't, right. you know. This yeah. is to the guy who you're, this movie is, this is a letter to the PR podcast, to the person you're talking about who exists inside this world who feels like how Christian does. And Kirk Hamill wants to be like, no, no, we could, st- it's still Which okay. Which is funny because initially I thought this movie was going to try to like be a thing where it doesn't appeal to those types of people, but appeal, not appeal, but try to convert people, right. normal no. people who just celebrate right. Christmas exactly. into really th- believing hard into Christmas. That's phrasing, you're phrasing the thought I had in my head into very good words because that's it. Those people don't even matter here. We're not even dealing which with is them. What, which is what most people would assume, I think, about this movie, like we did. Right. That you would assume that it's like this, like, oh, you're all bad for not, be- you know. As opposed to growing the... Putting f- the Christ back in Christmas. This movie is instead of like... Which is, this movie is still doing that in a different way. Though. Just in like a little, yeah, it is. But yeah, instead of growing the flock, we're just kind of maintaining the flock, <laughs> right? Because it's no, it's the same. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be like a propaganda piece, but it's it's a it is, but a different. No, it's, it's <laughs> it just, is for a different group no, of people. It's just a man who had a lot of. I will say, I'll I'll go ahead and say, cool ideas about tying. Like, nothing he said I really objected to because I get the analogies, and especially with religion, like, everything is so, like, interpretive and, like, your different interpretations. Right. And I, yeah, so I'm, I'm just like, that. So I'm like, okay, I see, I get what you're saying here, but what, 
I just don't know what we're doing. Right, and I'm all for, like, you know, trying to make a spin on something to get somebody to maybe see it in a different light. To right. En- to enjoy it, because essentially that's what he's trying to get the guy to do is to enjoy Christmas. Was, and, yeah, exactly. And, and whatever anybody wants to do to enjoy whatever holiday anybody celebrates, whatever way you got to think about it to just have a good time and enjoy yourself, sure. If these are the links you need to go to, uh, some of these, uh, like the explanation of a Christmas tree... If that's what you need to go through in your head to be able to enjoy having a Christmas tree in your house, right? Go for it. Right. I mean, I don't think a Christmas tree needs to be such gigantic lengths as you were explaining earlier. I think we can just enjoy a, a beautiful tree in our house, whether it's real or fake, and decorating it and having fun and it just being a a fun thing. But if you need it to be this other symbol and this gigantic thing and, and not I be mean, a pagan symbol and be its own thing, more power to you. I just don't see what's wrong with a growing religion that becomes more popular, even assimilating and keeping keeping the message of your faith the same while assimilating the local customs of the people. But that's I mean that right. that's how it was that's how it's able to be that's how it's longevity. If anything, you should be ecstatic about that because that allowed Christianity to move forward by incorporating all these different attributes from other religions, so they become one big mosaic that you can point to like Jesus is cool. Right. And and then like, it's like his complaint mainly is that this is not what God wanted. Right. That's what he says. And, and you know what? How about the fucking gall of assuming, you know what God wants? (laughs) How self-centered and obsessive is that? That's Christian. Well, luckily Kirk Cameron was there to tell him what God really wants. Well, to make the party all about himself. He did do that. Because that's essentially the message. That's what happens. What happens is that Christian makes the entire party all about him Uh and his, like, new, I don't know, his, like, rebirth into loving Christmas Christmas the way he should and, you know, makes the party all about him and how How? how he's saving Christmas by, by, I don't know, because he wasn't really ruining it, so I really don't know how he saves it. Everybody there everybody was... Everybody was already having a good time. They were having a fantastic time. They were... They might have been like, oh, Christian's having like kind of a bad day or whatever. But they were having fun in that party. So as soon as he flips the switch, imagine... You know what? Imagine like, okay, it's around Easter. Same type of deal. Okay. Easter. Easter Bunny. You can have the same conversations about Christ and rebirth and spring and pagan and bunnies. And then imagine being told a story by your brother-in-law when you get taken outside to the SUV and he's like, did you know the Easter Bunny used to beat the shit out of Satan? And they're like, I love Easter now! Yeah! And then you run back in and you're like, Easter rules! And everyone's like, the ham's still warm, you want some? What do you... Right. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it was. And the last story was the St. Nick thing, which was the most violent right. and brooding part right. of, any, of any part of the, right. uh, of the stories. And it's just like, I love Christmas now. Slide on my stomach across yeah. the floor. Because that's what I do when I'm happy. I run home well, and just, well, one, You run home, yeah. you open the doors to your house, you stand there for a good five minutes while everybody just stares at you, and you look like a maniac with you a like psychotic smile on your face and then you just start sprinting at everybody like a maniac and then slide onto the floor and then everyone's just gonna be like yeah no one's gonna think that this man is a crazy yeah, what's person what's going on if anything I think he ruined the party he did by doing what he did at the end right he made it all about him and his fucking hip hop dance routine I 
I don't know if we're ready to talk about the hip hop dance. What else do you want to talk about? We can talk about the, we can talk about the um, you know the swaddling cloth if you want. <laughs> well, yeah, the manger in the cave. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's that's cool. Like historical talking points about things that actually happened amongst the biblical story. Yeah, and they weren't going to a baby shower; they were going to a funeral. Mm-hmm. That's what the wise men. They're like, this is gonna die someday. Yeah, they thought they were going to. They didn't think they were going to a baby shower. It was never a thought in their heads because I'm pretty sure baby showers were not. He also wasn't a thing. <laughs> he also well, he also didn't explain. The, 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 he explained frankincense and myrrh. The wise men also brought gold. You, you just like because that didn't fit his thesis, he just right. left it out. Yeah, yeah. It he's just like ah, it didn't fit the narrative. Ah, we're not, we ain't talking. Ah, no, we gotta move, nah. move the goalposts somewhere else. Right, or the shepherds, or anything. He's just. But, but, but what really I want to talk about before we talk about the dance party. Is oh that God. there is a character uh, aside from DeAndre? It's like DeAndre's best friend. Uh, we don't ever get this character's name. Uh, White, I think we do. He's well. He says he's, in the rap. He says his name was Raffy, but that might be his real name. Yeah, I don't know. He's just this uh, this white dude who kind of has like a I don't know. I don't know what he is. Like I don't know. He has like a. He's got a bow tie on. He got a bow tie on, but he kind of kind of acts like he's tries to act like he's like a black guy. This is how he talks. It's where he's from. It's I his guess. dialect. He's not to be a black guy. It dude. just felt like you st- when he was talking normal. When he was not. People was, can talk like that. I shouldn't say talking normal, but when he was talking in the outtakes, he did not talk like that. People from, because he was playing a character. Right. People from any my, race can talk my, that way. My whole thing is it was a my exact. You saying he was a character. My whole thing is. That I'm trying to get at him acting this way was a choice. But he doesn't have to be a black, be trying to be a black character. He's just a character. I, it was weird, and but again, it was a choice that was made sure. by the character. Uh, very interesting. But he, uh, um, he uh, decides he wants to go on into all these uh, Christmas conspiracies, and not even Christmas conspiracies, other conspiracies on top of Christmas conspiracies. Area fifty two. Area fifty two. Uh, who knows what he's going into like all these different like uh, companies that are like big uh, stock like uh, financial companies. Kirk Cameron was really trying to save the people within his bubble by making by insulting Fox News. That's what that guy was about, like insulting Fox News conspiracies. So he was and the talk with Christian. But was he insulting them? Or I was, think he was. Or was he... I think it was his little. I think it was a little like pss, pss, like guys. Not everything on that news channel is the Bible. Because at the end he did say, uh, I heard it all on Fox News, so you know it's true. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a real statement or a I joke think it's, in that I, movie. I, I, I in think, this movie, it's hard to tell. I think, right, I agree. But <laughs> I think, I think it's a little, I think it's a little, it's maybe an actual hint of sarcasm. Which would be interesting coming from the uh, the source this movie's coming from. Usually anything, well, well anything I assumed this would be. They don't know what jokes are. They play things straight, or jokes are usually insulting people, which is what I thought the movie would be, insulting people who, like, inventing some lib- liberal who's like, you can't say Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Real, I really thought it was exactly. going to be about that, but about no. like saying Happy Holidays I d- and Merry Christmas. I didn't know there was a whole realm of person that needed addressing. I was blown away. Christian's a whole type of person <laughs> I didn't know needed to be talked to. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely threw me off guard and it caught me off guard and I I didn't expect it was gonna be that way. 
Uh, you know, you were, you were talking about the Santa Claus story before about Saint Nick and about how he goes and beats the shit out of that blasphemer it's who cool. was played by the uh, goatee conspiracy, yeah, the conspiracy guy. Dude. Yeah. And actually, DeAndre is also in that he scene is. briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that that guy gets the shit beat out of him. But after the dubstep, uh, you know, fight scene, uh, getting the shit beat out of, it's scene, made to be so cool. Um, then he just goes back to his little house where that girl was. And she's like, well, you know what we got to do now? I thought I was going to get, like, a sexual thing with this. There's a lot of that. like Yeah, with the wife later on, too. And, which, obviously, they did that one on purpose. But this one was, like, weird. I was like, what is going on? And then then the St. Nick, who just bludgeoned a man with his staff. There's probably blood dripping from it still. He just puts a big smile on his face. He's like, time to go deliver presents to the kids. He's like, ho, 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 what? And he had a sleigh with a red bag in it. Yeah, that guy's body. And then he would, his body parts. And then Saint Nicholas would give out, yeah, his give out like fingers and limbs and like femurs. Like, put it in your stew. Merry Christmas. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, but the uh, I'm the, all the entire the entire. It's just so weird because I'm all about I'm all about somebody revealing something that is traditionally like more fluffy and nice to go back to the old, the ancient, like brutal origins. Cause humanity is fucking awful. And like our stories do not start nice. They do not start clean. Right. We sanitize the shit out of them. So even revealing that St. Nicholas was just a brutal beater. That's that appeals to me, <laughs> but you know, right. And then, yeah, Christian, he comes in and sell and does a celebration. And I think that scene also made me really hate Deandre even more. Because he starts spewing off some weird, crazy nonsense again. Not about T-Shirt Friday, but just about some other stuff. And acting just so over the top. And just like, God, this character. That character and then the other character with the conspiracy guy. He's pissing me off during the dancing. Just being so like. You really didn't like him. <laughs> what is it? Why is it so annoying. It's going to rub you the wrong way just so like, bad. Why did they have to act like that? It was so cringy. Yeah, I, think it was. Lo- I think the love of cringe just pissed me off. You were so mad. It wasn't even like embarrassing cringe. It was just like fuck you, cringe. Yeah, I know. Like, I could stop feel it. it. Like I just you... wanted to, I just wanted to reach in the TV and slap him in the face. I, like, this stop is it. that's what I sent. That's what I sent. I was almost off put by how angry you are. It's like this doesn't matter, man. Let it go. This is useless. And also uh, a thing in the last twenty minutes of the movie w- involving them, uh, a lot of it's in slow motion. I mean, they just ran out of time. They ran out of things to film, and they. I'd say a good 10 minutes of this movie is in slow motion. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. That's a good estimate. It's uh, it's out of control. Like, the wife just, like, looking, just... And, like, she's how, just, like... Lo- her head turning is, like, in slow motion forever. How, how long was this movie? An hour and 20 minutes. So what happens is when you write a little... Uh, when you write a little podcast script that when read out loud is only 45 minutes... But it could, that's okay. It could have been a 45-minute movie or even an hour. I know. <laughs> I know. I agree with you, but when you want it to be an hour and a half, you just didn't make, even make it there. Make up filler, right? Didn't even include outtakes to get it to even be the full hour twenty. After inside, inside and after the credits, and yeah, like Christian, he goes up to his wife because Kirk Cameron tells him. We forgot to mention this part that Kirk Cameron tells Christian that what he needs to do to save Christmas is what. To go inside and tell his wife that he's sorry and that he was wrong, and that he was being a jerk. Nothing, Christian. Did we miss the part? Like how? How? Nothing in this movie shows that like Christian was like that bad of a guy. 
He wasn't doing anything that bad. No, he was just upset about some things, and he just needed to get over it. He was angry. He was angry when he was driving and pat like home to work and saw like a mo- mother and a daughter who had just gone shopping, and the kid looked angry. It's a fucking child. We don't. He doesn't know what's going on. And he reads this whole narrative in his head where they were shopping, and she's ungrateful. She just gets whatever she wants. She's not gonna get it. And it's just materialistic. And is this what God would have wanted? Where is the Jesus? Where's the Christ in Christmas? If anybody watches this movie during the times where Christians going off like that, pay attention to Kirk Cameron. He's awesome. He has a smug look on his face. The whole time, it's a good even look. when he's telling this, when he's not when he's telling the story of Saint Nick, but when he's telling the story of Santa Claus, he's like, and he's on his reindeer, and he's pulling by his reindeer. He just has a smug yeah. smile on his it's face awesome. the whole fucking time. It's awesome. It's- I hope I hope when Disney reboots the X Men, the face facial expressions and the way he had his cool beard, it's Wolverine man. Kirk Cameron's our new Wolverine. He could, I I think he's past the prime for being uh, the new Wolverine. But I don't know. It's only been four or five years. He looked pretty good in that film. But yeah, it's been about five years since that one. I think Kirk Cameron maybe in his heyday could have been a Wolverine. Like, uh, you know, the, the Growing Pains heart, teen heartthrob he's, he's probably the same age as Hugh Jackman. How much younger is he than Hugh Jackman? Probably not much. Yeah, I At this know. point, probably not much. Just the way he had his beard... With like the, the upper lip shave and it went down. I mean, he's looking like Wolverine. I couldn't get over it. Wolverine in a Christmas sweater. He just had a nice shaved beard. It wasn't no, like he looked like Wolverine. That's who I kept picturing. I don't. I don't get it, but you don't have to get it. <laughs> no one's making you Kirk get it. Kirk Cameron anything. is forty nine years old. Holy shit! And uh, Hugh Jackman is fifty one. I knew it. Yes. Holy shit! But even Hugh Jackman's like too old to play Wolverine. That's what I mean, right? That's what I was just thinking, right? Right. I was having a, you know, a little um, verbal, verbal musing about such things as these two men who had nothing to do with each other and their ages. Yeah, I was definitely surprised though, because since this movie was more like about Kirk Cameron's like, uh, like family, like yeah. his sister being in it, and then whatever her fake husband or whatever this guy was in this movie. Um, you mean he's not a real brother-in-law? I don't know. Maybe he is. You should look that up. I don't know. But, Just type um, in who was well, Christian. One thing I w- wanted to know was I was well not wanted to know, but was more surprised by that his wife wasn't in the movie, like his actual family. Him and his wife have been in movies, uh, well at least one movie together, and then they were on Growing Pains together. Sure, um, they were like boyfriend girlfriend on Growing Pains, translated Jeez. to real life. Both became born again Christians. And so forth. This also just really makes me wonder. Married since 1991. It's a long time. That is a long time. Holy shit. They're in love. Oh, man. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Is on an episode of Fuller House. No. Who's he play? Kirk Cameron. He plays himself? That's what it says. Why? He's on an episode. So I guess there is... I didn't know... You know, since he obviously is known as like kind of like a very... This over-the-top religious person now. I didn't know. I knew. I knew his like uh, his his sister was too. It was like she's like not like over the top, but she's like obviously like you know has her religious beliefs. But I, I, I since she's not so over the top, I didn't know how they're. You sure. know that can change a relationship in a family, right? It when can. you got sure. when you got everybody that's like on board with something. Sure. Whatever it is, whatever sure. whether it's religion or whatever, politics, whatever. Everybody's on board, uh-huh. and then you got this one person that just kind of goes off the rails. 
Uh, it could change a lot of things, so I don't know. But clearly, he's uh, not. It hasn't really um, changed anything there. But yeah, the uh, he is in an episode of uh, Fuller House, so you'll have to watch that. No. And when we watch more Kirk Cameron movies, uh, yeah, I just want to watch all of Left Behind. The Left Behind one, two, and three. I've never seen the third one. I've never seen any of them. They're good. I watched the Nicolas Cage Left Behind. I like them. I also like the Apocalypse. What about the Nicolas Cage one? No. There's a semi-sequel to that, direct video not starring With, Nicolas Cage. They don't want that. You got to go to the source. You go to Kirk Cameron. The, the Nicolas Cage but movie. The, but the, but this. The Nicolas Cage movie is literally like the first like 20 minutes of the first Kirk Cameron movie. The whole movie is that. Yeah. What a waste of time. Well, I guess the the. <laughs> Um, this that I downloaded that re that sequel whatever yeah and it, it more is along the lines of the Kirk Cameron it has more religious things in you it. you actually get to see the Antichrist come on that's what I pay for that's what I sh- that's what puts my butt in the seat no you know I I will say this about Kirk Cameron um I highly recommend going online on YouTube and just typing like best moments fireproof. No. And like watching some of the best scenes of fireproof. Because oh, fireproof is a fantastically <sighs> why do you want me to fireproof do Fireproof is like on the level of uh like the room in like Troll Two. It's like that level of like what the fuck have in it. Like these scenes where he's like getting caught jerking off to porn on his computer and like saying that he's bu- buying boats. He's looking at boats. Oh, no. And he goes out and on the side of his house and, like, beats the shit, shit out of his computer. And his neighbor just watches and, like, shakes his head like the guy in Happy Gilmore. This sounds like an awesome thing. Yeah, there's, like, there's like a scene where a guy, like, a tr- he's, like, stuck on, like, the... There's, like, a... Tr- he's stuck between, like, a car and a train. And a train, like, rubs up, like, s- scrapes <sighs> his body. And it's, like, one of the firefighters. And then, the, yeah, but then... But there's a whole... The, the one main subplot with Kirk Cameron and his, like, wife in the movie... Is like this whole like thing about like he can't he can't stop jerking off to porn. <sighs> They're obs- and how bad it is. People with people who share similar beliefs to him are obsessed with porn. <laughs> like who? Can, you're obsessed. It's such a huge part of the movie. That's so insane. A movie about firefighters. Well, there's a lot going on here. It's I guess it's about a group of firefighters, but then there's like this whole other like. I'm buying. I, I said I'm buying boats. He's really angry about it. <laughs> there's some good. There's some. There's a good like YouTube compilation. I mean, if you ever, if you ever, if the time ever, if the gap ever exists in this show where you want to watch like the first, the three Left Behinds, man, it's worth it to me. Especially yeah, I've never seen them. Cause I mean, they're great. I watched them at an early age. Yeah. Maybe that's the, maybe that's why I love the apocalypse the so much. The guy who played Christian, by the way, he also um, directed this movie. That was him. Yeah, and he's also directed a lot of music videos. So Blink One Eighty Two, Pennywise. Holy shit! Uh, also, uh, Kid Rock, Buck Cherry, Jason Mraz. Not saying that those are like highlights, but no, but those will those are jobs that'll make you money. Yeah. So this is what is, what is this a labor of love, saving Christmas? This guy's actually done real shit. Yeah, a lot of music videos, and then he's done some uh, also some like B movie like one called Black Friday. It looks like a Black Mask ripoff. Like the poster is like Black. Mask. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> 
That's cool, though. Yeah. You know, he's only acted in two things. One, a documentary called Unstoppable. And then this movie. Do they just could they just not find someone to play Christian? He's like, oh, Unstoppable this... is about Kirk Cameron. Get him off the screen. His smile is too it, out of control. He is very just like Kirk. You're so smug. So, anyways, oh, this is the one we should watch. Kirk Cameron one, Monumental, In Search of America's National Treasure. He oh, looks, this is another like documentary. He looks like a warrior. Yeah, he's uh, off to, he seeks to find and discover the people, places, and principles that made America the freest, most prosperous, and generous nation the world has ever known. Corey. Corey. Add that to a list. That's incredible. That's incredible. I don't know if we can find that one. Oh, what's it called? A monumental. Yeah, I'm sure you can find it on, on Amazon. Yeah. Sure to buy. We're going to find out. When I type in Kirk Cameron, the first thing that pops up is Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas on Amazon. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, because you can watch yeah. it on Amazon. Kirk Cameron. Oh, my God. So this this, this, uh, this movie, um, Saving Christmas. Prime Video. That's not the one. That's not the one. <laughs> um, so this movie got such bad reviews. Which one? Saving Christmas. Okay. That Kirk Cameron... Uh, he pled with his fans on Facebook this message. Help me storm the gates of Rotten Tomatoes. All of you who love Saving Christmas, go rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we decide what movies we want our families to see. If 2,000 of you out of almost 2 million on this page take a minute to rate Saving Christmas, it will give the film a huge boost and more will see... It as a result, thank you for all your help and support in putting the joy of Christ back in Christmas. This actually resulted in a severe backlash against the film, in which internet users traveled to Rotten Tomatoes oh, and no, condemned you... the film. <laughs> Cameron later blamed this action on haters and atheists. He didn't explain how encouraging his followers to lie and give a favorable rating to a film many of them hadn't seen would put Christ back in Christmas. Holy shit. Haters and atheists. But isn't it funny that uh, this like Christ-driven message thing? He wanted people to just go. It lie. makes sense. That makes that's a total Christian thing to do. That makes so much sense. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. Well, yeah, people. That's people, perfect. People went pretty hard on it. That's perfect. Yeah, Kirk says the internet more than just your followers going to see your little proclamation. It's so funny because that's the shit I have a problem with. I don't have a huge issue with this movie. It's just, it's just like whatever. Okay, it's it's his little ideas he had. I wish the uh, I was trying to find a review on here, from a ten out of ten review that's not sarcastic. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> one said cinematic equivalent of a car accident. Well. And then this person just went on to, you know. Uh, I, they did say a few funny things. It says, this guy is obviously deeply in love with himself and is so brainwashed that every time he looks directly into the camera with his vacant, smug, slightly cross-eyed stare, I was totally creeped out. He has about the same intellectual capacity of rational for rational thought as my poodle. I actually wow. think he may be a robot. Wow. He managed to say something that would offend every demographic group out there in a way not seen since Andrew Dice Clay. Not only is he not trying to... Not, 
Well, only he's not trying to be funny. Wife wanted to hang out in the rest. Well, I don't know this other part, but um, weird. Yeah, just ignore it. But yeah, I was uh, this other person said, I love this movie. It re- it isn't really a m- made for lost people. It's for Christians, and it has amazing points. It allows viewers to see Christmas in a different way than they ever have before. If you don't love Jesus, then I wouldn't say you should go see it. However, if you do love Jesus, then you got to see this movie. If you think people are no longer focused on Jesus during the time, this time of year, then you really need to go see it. I, I was amazed at some things Kirk said because I have read and heard the stories he spoke of, but I have never heard put two, heard these things put two and two together. The movie is a must-see for any believer and is very family-friendly. Wow. Wow. They're right, though. This movie is for people who are already involved in all these things. Right. All these, these uh, you know, this faith that they practice. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't... And also, somebody else mentions that it's, uh, you know, there's there's no ba- Christian bashing or uh, bashing the foundations of this great country that seems to ooze out of Hollywood on a daily oh basis. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get him out of here. Get that guy out of here. Here's a question. They want to know, assume what God and Jesus thinks. Do you think Jesus is up wherever he is or he is everything? And he's he throws, he goes into his Amazon Prime account, throws on Saving Christmas with Kirk Cameron. Do you think he's like, it's like this guy gets it. Uh, somebody else said the, the jokes come out at all the perfect times. The jokes that are in this movie. Is this a sarcastic review? Is this for fun? Because I can agree too. There's a lot of cool punchlines. My family got the biggest kick out of some of the humor. Do they give an example? Way better than the, the 99% of the garbage Hollywood puts out these God, days. God, these people, there's brainwashed. They don't even understand <laughs> what a movie is. I anyone rating it low has not actually seen it and are simply haters. Simply haters. I was hoping they'd say, I'm assuming anybody who gives it a low rating doesn't believe in Christ. Haters and atheists. Why are so many atheists even rating this movie? Did oh they really God. watch it? Why would they? They really believed his message about the they haters, did, yeah, haters because and atheists. You, it's not like these people are susceptible to brainwashing or anything. I'm sure that has nothing to do with this. And you know what? You know what pisses me off about people in Jesus? People who use Jesus to elevate themselves. This person that said all that says, I gave it a 10 out of 10 rating, not because I'm trying to help out Kirk Cameron, although I have to admit it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. So you gave it a 10 out of 10. Right, so... Uh, I can't even say I agree with the move, everything in the movie. But, and this is important to me when it comes to movies, it made me think. It made me want to go home and do some research. And I found that there are other sources out there who back up what the movie says. Also, I did think the movie was funny. Maybe I'm just easily amused. There's no humor in this film. The scene maybe with the um, Crazy T-Shirt Friday. That's a deranged man talking to a man suffering from some deep brooding depression. But guys like Kirk use Jesus to prop themselves up. Right. Like it's just like. <laughs> I mean, going out there and telling people to go lie about your movie. What the fuck blaming, does that say? Right. Blaming people who. Blaming atheists, and I'm sure some of them could be, but it's the culture of the internet, and you tell people not to do something, right. they're going to go like, do ah, it. Ah, no, man. <laughs> this isn't how we roll. 
like this person, I created this account just to give this one star. That's how bad it was. I went into this expecting a generic Christmas movie and didn't even get that. The plot is awful. I put plot in quotation marks because I'm not even sure this movie has one. Two guys walk out out to a car and talk for an hour. <laughs> That's all that happened. It's basically a feature-length sermon and a crappy one at that. Yeah, it is. There are literally no redeeming qualities in this film. The camera work is extremely amateurish, and the acting and direction were absolutely abysmal. I had extremely low expectations for this and still managed to be disappointing. This movie was a total waste of time and money, and I honestly believe it's the worst movie of 2014. Wow. And then the title of that review was Kirk Cameron's Low Budget Soapbox. That's perfect. That's what it is. Oh, this one person says, I'm pretty sure the American Atheist must have actually made this film. What does that mean? Well, I am... This is the last one I'll read. Well, I'm not... Well, I am sure that many Christians will think that this film was savage because they are all haters. The fact that <laughs> is that Saving Christmas is an incredibly bad film. Christians and non-Christians alike will most likely likely find it tedious. Like a lecture by a boring professor that goes on and on and on. It lacks structure or style to make it interesting or even a movie. Instead, the most it mostly consists of Kirk Cameron lecturing and lecturing and lecturing and who wants to see a film or pay who wants to see a film or pay for a DVD like this. On top of that, so much of the film was just barely made, such as the insufferable opening song. It's just a ska song. There's nothing wrong with that. The illogical truths in the film, such as the myth about swaddling clothes and how they are the same as burial clothes, which they aren't, the poor acting and overall dullness of the movie. This film isn't even a bad, bad in a fun way like Birdemic the Room or Plan 9 from Outer Space. Instead, it's just, just ponderous and preachy, things no one wants from a movie, total, totally misguided and terrible. I mean, he could have wove these plots, these ideas he had into some kind of narrative with characters and stuff, as opposed right. to just a rant. Right. It could have been, but it wasn't. There's cheaper ways to film a rant. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. That's and, true. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, that's that was Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. He saved Christmas for his Christmas party. Well... I stayed this time. You stayed. You stayed. And, you, and you're going to stay next time. Yeah. Because we're going to have a little Havsy episode uh, with our friend Pat that was on the last couple episodes. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas gifts it, of uh, year, years past. It totally wasn't filmed during that last recording well, session. Well, it wasn't filmed at all, actually. It was only recorded. Yeah, you audio. film it. Yeah, it's audio film. <laughs> Yeah, I filmed it. I I just posted it on a secret dark YouTube. That's I'm done talking. Dark web YouTube. I'm done. I don't want to know what you do on the dark web, you sick man. Dark YouTube is where I put all the recordings of all these podcasts. Yeah, the dark one's full of a bunch of nefarious shit, and all you do is post podcast videos <laughs> of yourself and your unsuspecting friend who did not sign any waivers or disclosures. <laughs> I don't like any of this. Well, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. It's all been out there for a long time. Nobody has drunk any alcohol in that episode either. No, nobody is, nobody's tired. It's not late. There's no alcohol involved. Nobody, no, none of these things. Nobody was so sick he couldn't even go to Thanksgiving dinner the next day because. But that was the next day. You weren't sick the night, that night. What do you think made me sick? <laughs> Talking about Christmas presents? Just being in your company. You and Pat. Oh, my God. You can't be in the same room with both of us anymore, I guess. I'm allergic to the combination of you two. So, yeah. Next week on the podcast, it's a Havsy episode because it'll come out uh, right on Christmas. 
So I figured, what better to talk about just some some Christmas memories it's true. on Christmas, and then after that we'll be back with a full on episode. You know of what? The podcast. I'm gonna make some more Christmas memories. Do you know how? How? Who did Kirk Cameron talk about that beat blasphemers with a stick? What was his name? Saint Nicholas. Enough said. Enough said. So come back next week for more of the best. <laughs> What's that mean? Of the worst. <laughs> it's the best of the worst. <laughs>